Hello, hello everyone, and finally welcome back to the first stream of the year. We've been away for far too long. I'm eager to get into it. Um, I'm not even going to start with announcements. Let's just let's just get playing. You know, let's let's just go right into it. Um, if you don't know me already, hi, I'm Elates, the Game Master, and today is Show a Station, a Star Trek Adventures actual play by Modifius Entertainment. And joining me are Mr. Lone Squiff. Hello, everyone. I am Lone Squiff on the Hidden Library. I will be playing Commodore Taraz, the Vulcan senior person of Showa Station. Nice. You're in, supposedly in charge of these people, but I think they're actually in charge of me. Mm. Isn't that how it usually works, though? Yeah. That's how all my games go. Yeah. Next, we have Cad. Hello. I am uh, Commander Callahan, Alex, Cad Bane's head, whatever you'd like. Uh, when I'm not here in a week, you'll find me uh, running chaotic good coffee, comics, and games out of Lexington, Kentucky. Anyone in the area, come say hi. Have fun. Yeah. Up next, Rocket, what do you got going on? Hello, everybody. I am Rocket Fox, and you can find me pretty much look up Rocket Fox anywhere. I'll be there. But also on uh, this week, yes, this week is the first week in a couple months that we are coming back for uh, Cyberpunk Red over Ooh. on uh, the Sirenscape channel. So if you've been, if you're familiar with that one, you've been missing out on some crazy antics. Uh, they certainly will be even crazier than usual. Uh, but as far as tonight goes, I am your friendly security cat person, Shishista. Very nice. And certainly last but not least, Ars Animus. Hello. Happy New Year, everyone. I am Ars Animus, Katie. Uh, I play Lieutenant Commander Vakoya, uh, Chief Engineer of Shoah Station. All right. And of course, you know, we have to do the new, the first thing of the new year, right? Let's get that intro video going from TechnoNerd. Commodore Taraz has a heart attack. Oh, well, there you go, everybody. Commodore Taraz has had a heart attack. The game's over. Uh, Spoilers. <laughs> well, it looks like I'm in charge now. All right. What do we do here? Oh, right. We have opening logs. We do those, apparently. And I believe, uh, Vokaya, you have that today. So please take it away. Definitely. Supplemental log. Finally having arrived at Kozo Prime through the dense ambula, the Commodore and Commander have been handling the diplomatic side of the loaded request from the King. 
through direct mediation, though direct mediation was denied, they have offered to observe the king in the civil disputes between the current royalty, some of the other connected royals as well, as some of the rebels on Kozo Prime. To what end, I am unsure. These settle settlements on treads, this living city, continues to creep on, staying in the light as investigations on board continue. The constant drone of the city's creep is quite daunting. I'm still curious, after locating the central hub of where these bots are being allocated from, roughly midway down the spire that hosts the Royal Garden. If these drones are only released on the royal levels and kept under key and controlled areas, who, in which division of the military, has access to this? Was it a hands-on directive input from the source on Kozo Prime or a full system hack off-world? Still not sure. Currently, we are with the Kozo kid, Zim, and his aunt en route to their safe house in the city proper. I can see why the king would not want this part of his wonderful city shown. Commander Callahan and Commander Shishi seem to have developed a rapport with him, thankfully. However tedious it may seem to them, Callahan is mediating the interactions. Shishi's opinion possibly softened very slightly after seeing Zim being used for an assassination attempt by these desperate rebels. I'm having a hard time trusting anyone on this planet not wearing a Starfleet uniform. With the USS Elena currently on the ground floor of the Royal City, my thoughts are adrift on that. End log. Very nice. And you may have a momentum for that lovely recap. You actually hit all the points we needed to for at least, you know, people who are watching this in the VOD, but whatever. There was a little bit more if you want another paragraph of supplemental, but I felt I was running on. You know what? You know what? Throw it in there. Let's get it. Let's get it all out there. Throw in your supplemental. Okay. Momentum. A supplemental log. <laughs> With the USS Elena currently on the ground floor of the Royal City of Hyruda, my thoughts drift continuously to the main repairs that need to be completed. And the fact that the King's men are the only ones currently accessing our ship worries me. Repairing the damage suffered on route here during the flight with the Prince Sutan and his attack, as well as any hull damage and structure, we, structure damage we suffer from the nebula itself, it'll take some time to repair that we do not have. However, I want it done right before we are airborne. Not sure if we have time to get to the repairs needed to be done before we are airborne. As the princess buys us time with the king, I worry for both of their safety, having not expected to be away from them for this long. Though the king mentioned Zim and his parents being interrogated and thrown in the mines is a, is a phrase I cannot stop ringing through my head either. His decorum, as he calls it, is fairly sickening. And long. Very, very important addition there at the end. I love it. Thank you. All right. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So I believe that actually with uh, Chat providing you momentum, you're actually up to three momentum because you had one bank from last time. So thank you, Chat. Also, I do Chat. I do see that complication. I will store that for the time being. In any event, where we rejoin our intrepid group of adventurers is about midway down the lifts to the... I guess you would call it the lower part of the royal city, where, again, the city itself is on massive treads, and it's kind of like this inverted pyramid in a way, where the top is more expansive than the lower, but the lower is more basically what you would find in New York City with skyscrapers and apartment buildings and other sorts of high-rises. Um, it's only at the top that you see the royal glamour of golds and purples and, you know, advanced technology and all that nonsense. But we resume specifically with the four of you listening to Zim as he is very excitedly 
telling you about everything that happens down here in the lower city. All right, what did I? What voice did I use for Zim? All right, okay, so okay, Cat Lady, I, I know I'm annoying you, but I I I understand that that uh, it's very important to tell you that in the lower city we have never ever met a cat person before. In fact, I'm hoping the translator is working properly because if the translator is not working properly, then they're not going to even know that you're a cat. I mean, we don't really have cats here on Kozo Prime. What we have are these these four legged animals that kind of shoot acid. So maybe you're not really a cat. Maybe you're a and the word does not translate, and he just starts. He he just goes. He just goes. Uh, listen, have you seen anything like, and she, she will gesture at uh, the rest of the crew. Have you seen anything like them before? Well, um, I haven't seen that one, pointing at Vokaya. That one kind of looks familiar, pointing at Taraz. And that one looks grumpy, but for a reason I don't know why. Well, yeah, I suppose... Um, so, tell us more how, can you tell us exactly what you were told to do, uh, you know, back there? Uh, oh, oh, you, you mean with the toy they gave up. me? Yes, yes, with that one. Yeah, yeah, okay, so I was supposed to get really close to the king, and then I was supposed to point at him and pretend I was taking a picture. No, oh. and did you have, and Shishisa would kind of shoot a sharp look at any of the adults around did you have any instructions on what to do following that um no they just said the king would be really really happy that i was going to take his picture i bet he would oh um, is... then she, she would look over at uh, <laughs> yeah so also sharing the elevator with you are the two ants quote unquote and they are decidedly stone-faced. They are not giving you yeah. anything in terms of body language okay. or facial expression. Just solid brick walls. I was about to ask, because the last, when we ended, I essentially just read them the riot act and told them off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How did they react to that? Stonewall, they basically clammed up and they'll like they say, oh, it. not that door, this door, or hey, push that button. But they are not giving you anything if you try to engage them in conversation. Zim, on the oh. other hand, Zim will answer whatever you ask him because he's Zim. I'm going to go and look I'm like, so Zim, uh, what's your favorite part about where you live? Well, um, I, I think it's really cool how everybody treats each other like family. And it doesn't matter if like you're behind on rent or if your mom is having problems or or if your brother is failing school. Like everybody really comes together and it's really supportive and it's really awesome because I have like 600 big brothers. And it's really nice because they all know me and I kind of know all of them. But there's a lot of people to remember names of. What problems is your mom having, Zim? Oh, uh, well, there was this one time where she ate a wrong beet or, a, a, I guess, a vegetable. I, I don't know if it's translating right, but it's like this this weird tuber thing that we grow down in the lower city. And th there was just something wrong with it, but it's fine. She, she just had some stomach problems. She's fine now. Oh, that's good. Except now she's been incarcerated. Well, yeah, that's true. I guess she is kind of in the mines with dad, but uh, it's okay because I hear that the mine people actually get shorter work days than we usually get in the lower city. What? Uh, I, I, I'm sure that's true. What are you going to do now that your parents are now miners? Um, and you can see for once it doesn't, you know, the, the weight of your, your words hits them and he actually stops and pauses and thinks and he goes, I mean, I guess technically I'm the I'm the person running the house now. Oh, God, am I going to have to start paying mortgage? I'm only 10. I don't know how to pay mortgage. Let's say, 
I'm gonna go up to him and be like, hey, it's okay, it's okay. You don't understand. My mom always told me there was something called a flex savings plan at a 401k. I don't know what those are. Well, I'm here to tell you if everything goes right, you might get to work with the princess. Which which princess? Oh, God, what's, I can't remember her name. Ours. Do you mean the one that's with you or the... Yeah, uh, yeah the one that's with us. That would be Aieko. The best yeah, Aieko. princess. Yes. It's, a, it's Aieko. Oh, you, you you mean the 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 really really cool princess who was kind of championing our rights and was really really cool, and then she left, and we were all very sad that she left, and yeah. Well, yeah. either that, or you'll be able to join with your parents, have a reunion. Oh, you mean I get to work in the mines too? He or is way can... too upbeat. Like even yeah. even as upbeat as he is, like even the ants just kind of glare at him. Like he's way too excited about that. <laughs> And say it could be fun, or you could see an actual space station. And like he, I again, I'm trying to rein in the childlike energy because I can only exude so much. But if you can imagine, <laughs> like his eyes go dinner plate size. He says, "Really, you'll take me to see your station?" And say, and say if you behave and do everything right. And he just so... gobsmacked. He doesn't know what to say to that. Uh, so as as they continue on, um, I think she should be. Uh, so we've heard about what your favorite things are. What are some of the things you're not so happy about with your situation? Anything? Um. Well, he kind of thinks for a moment, putting a hand to his chin. I guess there is the fact that it uh, the, the the medical care is better up here in the royal part of the city, or at least that's what everybody keeps saying. Though, you know, I think the doctor we have down the street does perfect job. I mean, he, he fixed my broken arm and he helped mom with her stomach problems. And uh, I mean, I guess technically it would have been better if we could have come up here to the royal part of the city. But I mean, we still got help at the end, so... Oh, wait, no, I know one really annoying thing. And okay, mm. so three doors down from me are these this one family and this 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 and he basically goes off and starts talking about this other family and about how he's bullied by this other kid and he just, he just again into the weeds. Um Sim, have you seen any of those big like droid robots that we saw up there before your aunts came came by? Oh no, they uh they only stay up in the royal part of the city unless there's like um and he kinda looks at his ants and squints his eyes. What did, what did you call them? Rowets? And one of the ants sighs and says, Riots. Right, right, those. Whatever those are. Whenever there's riots, they show up downstairs. How do they show um, up? Well, they uh and he kinda points up, and if you look again, so the way I'm imagining it is you guys are coming down one of the exterior facing elevators so you can see the lower part of the city as you descend into it but you see him point up back up at the sort of curved upward surface of the royal part of the city and he just kind of points at like the curve above you and he says well they usually come down from uh, up there they just kind of shoot out and land oh do they take more people to the mines after the riots oh yeah they take a lot of people Okay. I always wonder what they mind because, you know, we the only reason we can live on this planet is because our 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 cities are always moving to stay in the sunlight. So, I mean, do the mines move too? Um how, when did you all make your cities in? 
Oh, very, very long time ago. I, I honestly don't remember the date. I wasn't very good at school. Are but you not you're... still in school? That's a good one. Sorry, say that again. I had a dog screeching uh, in the background. Oh, okay. yeah. Are you, Zim, are you not still in school? Oh, I mean, technically I am, but, you know, it's, uh, yeah, yeah and you can see he kind of looks mischievously away. I, uh, yeah, I don't want to brag, but, uh, teacher said I don't need to come back anymore because I know everything. Oh, that's cool. Well, that certainly is something, isn't it? Then can you tell us where did your people come from before they built these cities? I don't know. Do people not want to talk about it? No, I just, you know, now that I think about it, it's really odd. Why did she tell me I know everything if I don't even know something simple like that? <laughs> well, perhaps it was. Taras is going to put a put a shoulder on each, put a hand on each of the aunt's shoulders. You know, not <laughs> not Vulcan nerve pinch, but it's like right in that proximity, and be like, perhaps you could fill us in. And one of the ants sighs and says, well, if you must know, we've always been a uh, nomadic society. Before the city crawlers, we were hunter-gatherers that would always walk rapidly, not quite run, but we would always stay in the sunlight. And with the advent of technology, we could obviously automate that and start to focus on technological developments and societal developments, things that you can't necessarily do when you're constantly on the move trying to stay in the habitable zone. But you all are from here? You oh, Yes. Walk fast. You must have some very powerful strides. I that's just amazing how life could evolve on the thing that would have to be in constant movement. Well, I'm sure you're aware of our alternate form. Yes. That was our originator species, I guess you would call it. Can it handle the darkness better than? To some degree, but even then, it can only withstand the night side, but for so long. Ah, well, that's very illuminating. Thank you. Why live in moving cities at all? Why not just simply have an underground civilization? Well, simply because powering an underground civilization doesn't really work. I have been told they we've tried it in the past, but apparently it was more work to power an underground city or underground settlement than it was to power a, well, a city crawler. Honestly, I couldn't tell you. That's one of the details that I've always found weird, but never got a good it's, answer for. Let's say... Um, I'm curious, did the Royals tell you it was more work? Well, yeah, that, now that you put it that way, yes, yes, they did. I was like, that makes more sense. As I was like, I was going to ask you, Vakaya, if that had any semblance of the truth, but I think I have my answer. And yeah, Vokaya, you know that, that that claim is full of shit. You, it's way easier to power an underground <laughs> settlement than a crawling city. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, now that um, some of the ants are speaking... Um, she would kind of stray up to where um in line with the two of them. Um, are we still in the elevator? Um, I would say you're about 30 seconds out from coming to the, the ground floor. Okay. 
So, could you tell me, do either of you know what is being mined exactly? And they kind of look at each other and they grimace and say, do we have to say it in front of the kid? And I'm going to go, I'm like, I'll distract him. And I'm going to go over to the window and point and start asking him questions. Oh, oh, and that's where aunt so-and-so lives. And that's where my uncle lives. And that's where my best friend lives. And, you know, you distract him. Yeah. Um, With him sufficiently distracted, the older women lean in and go, the mines are a, um, a euphemism. Oh, kind of like being sent to the moon around the back. Yeah. Like, like the farms of old earth, I'm told. Yeah. Well, obviously, we don't know what you did with these farms on Earth, but I would assume that they this all means the same thing, yes. Hmm. So, am I to presume... Well, no. Well, it sounds like quite a bit of your people end up getting sent to these mines. How many people would you say are sent there hmm, a year? And they kind of look at each other and think for a moment and say, from this city alone or all the cities combined? From this city? Well, uh, this city, and again, small note out of character, if I'm retconning a number I gave in the previous two sessions, it's okay. We're just going to retcon whatever I say now. Anyway, in character. Well, uh, about 50,000 a year from this city, um, which is still 50,000 too many. Um, but it really just depends on how many um, movements or marches or, I guess, riots we have. How many of you are there? Just rather, on this how, city in the lower part, or? How were there any of you left if it's been going on like this for this long? Well, if you haven't already gotten the vibe, we're pretty much um, an extended family down here. Hmm. Indeed. Uh, she would look at the uh, commander, or the commodore, sorry. Well, I think clearly something needs to be done. And has anyone from the upper city been sent down to the mines? Well, uh, there was that one talk of a prince that spoke out against the king, and he went to visit the mines for an inspection, if you get my meaning. Indeed. It is at that point that the elevator finally arrives at the ground floor, and the grand glass that you were looking for actually opens in the middle and parts to the side, and I don't mean this in like a derogatory way, but I'd like you to imagine the not quite slums of New York City, but definitely the more, let's say, lived in areas, as it were. So you see Kozo in the streets, you see kids playing, you see, um, you know, Kozo tending to their business, you know, some doing laundry, some just hanging out, some having you know, animated conversations with one another. This definitely feels like you have walked into a... What's the right word that I want? Um, is it Harlem is the area I'm thinking of? Is it Harlem that's kind of like that in New York City? Or am I grossly off the mark? I honestly can't remember off the top of my head. Harlem, Hell's Kitchen. That's what it was, Hell's Kitchen. That's what I wanted. Thank you. 
Um, it's kind of like a Hell's Kitchen scenario. So very much lived in, very active. And in fact, when all of you step out of the elevator, um, some of the nearby people who kind of see you, some actually get a little excited, not just the kids, but some of the adults kind of like perk up a little bit, you know, stand a little straighter. Um, others kind of like start yelling at their kids to get inside. And there's kind of like a mixed reaction, some positive, some negative to your appearance. All of them are very, very tall, very tall. People. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so. So as you all step out of the elevator, Zim kind of does one of those things where he spins and walks backwards. So, uh, where do you want to go? Or what, what can I take? What can I take you to? You want You want to see the full tour or what, what do you want to do? I'm going to, I was going to look at the Commodore and be like, Hey, but Kai and I will get the tour. You, uh, see what you can do with the ants. Bring us on the communicator when you need us. Yes. I think that sounds sound. All right, I'm going to flip a coin in real life. Uh, Cad, since you're the one that split the party, you want heads or tails? Heads. That is tails, so congrats, you go first. All right. Uh, All right, so Callahan and Vokaya. I'm not going to do the Zim voice the entire time because it kills my throat, and I already have downed my entire water. But long story short. I want to tell Callahan something real quick. Oh, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Make sure, Commander, that you find out more about the, since Zim is here, she's going to say, Toy Store. Say, got it. And And say, uh, where they're getting their product, please. I will see what I can get. Well, it's funny you mention that because, yeah, Zim shows you the tour of apartment buildings and what are probably schools of some sort, or at least you would assume based on the blackboard and the desks and the chairs. But most of it's outside. Most of it isn't like in a building. It's like the courtyards and the squares um, where you would normally see like vehicles traveling through. What I would qualify here is that you see no vehicles. In fact, this is a, um, to borrow a subreddit for a moment, this is a fuck car scenarios where there are no vehicles. It is all pedestrian traffic. It is all walkable, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so a lot of open areas, a lot of spaces used for uh, different things. But since it was mentioned, when you are shown the toy store, what you are brought to is essentially an old Klingon cargo freighter. And you would know this not only just by the design, but by the Klingon logo on the front of the vessel where they've kind of just kind of it's like the cylinder that is like separated into like six different chunks Um, and every single chunk has been opened up on the side and wares are being dealt out. And when I say wares, I mean, weapons, energy cells, any Klingon technology, um, that they either have salvaged or actively getting somehow. Um, but Zim kind of points and says, "And, and here's the toy store where we get a lot of cool things. Uh, who are the proprietors of the toy store? If you look carefully, you would see that they're all Kozo, um, but you would notice that one or two of the Kozo are wearing what appear to be a Klingon uniform. Oh. I will go to Fakai. I'm like, can you look at him for a second? I want to have a word with the, the toy makers. Look after the kid? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I like pull him over and just try to point at more things, ask him more questions. Oh, okay. And that is an air purifier. And, and, and that, that is a stop sign. 
<laughs> that that does not belong here. Why is that even here? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, Cad, what did you want to ask? I wanted to go up to see did, is there any actual reaction to a member of Starfleet going yes. up to the uh okay. yes. And what I would say is that even without a role required, and in fact, this is where the complication is going to come in. When they see, when the peddlers or when the store runners, quote unquote, see you approaching, they immediately start talking to one another. Some of them start shooing away the people who are buying. And more than one puts a hand on something attached to their belt. Okay. As I walk up, I'm going to go in a short voice. I'm not here to stop you. I'm not here to condemn anything. I just need a straight answer from someone. All right. What's this going is where on? the role's going to come in. Yeah. What's I'm going to need okay. presence command. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm going to say presence command with the complication in play. This will be a difficulty of four. Okay. And I will set the complication range at a 19 oh, to 20. Wow. And you have That's three momentum by my, my yeah. count. So. Are you okay with me all using that? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, go all for it. Right. Seems important. Rolling the four dice then. Yep. So I either succeed or get a, a complication. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, you get five successes, which means that, right. uh, yeah, you actually get a momentum right back. So what that's going to mean is... Um, the ones going for what you assume would be disruptors, they relax just a little bit. And one of the store owners, quote unquote, actually leaves his little stall and walks right up to you. Again, Kozo are big and we're talking like seven, eight, nine feet tall. So they yep. look down at you mm-hmm. and say, what do you want, little Starfleet? Say. So- I first I was wondering why you're wearing a Klingon uniform. There's just that pause, and that pause was in character, just staring at you. Cool. Also, say the stuff you generally get is outdated. Are you just going on scrappers, civilian things, or are you being supplied by the Klingons? Again, more staring, but this time they grimace just a little bit. Did I mention I'm not trying to stop you? You are still Starfleet. We have heard many tales of Starfleet. And we've heard many tales of your royals, which I can tell you they're a thousand times worse than anything Starfleet's done. So whose propaganda are you going to listen to? You can, uh, I'm here with you. I don't send droids to attack you. Oh, it's a funny thing you mentioned that because I have GM threat. So, Vokaya, if I remember correctly, you had a tricorder going that was more or less not maybe wired in completely, but you had a general idea of the systems that were deploying the drones. Am I remembering correctly? Yeah, I think so. We were able to track back like to the central hub of where they were being deployed. Yep. So, um, for sake of argument, let's say that your tricorder starts beeping. And mm-hmm. when you look at it, you see that the drone deployment system is currently trying to triangulate your position for drone delivery. Um, yeah, as soon as I see that, that um, those beeps coming off the tricorder, um, I... Uh, 
don't even like talk to Zim. I just try like tap him on the shoulder uh, as he's like showing me bolts on the floor or something like that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, 991, 992. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't know how else to distract him. So, uh, Zim, Zim, I, I have something really important we have to tell the commander. Come with me. Oh, hold on, hold on. More important than the 303 rivets on the floor? Yeah, um, washers. We have to go check the washers. But first, we have to talk to Callahan about it. <laughs> okay, I'll be in counting. One, two, and he starts counting as he follows you. Yeah, perfect. Um, so yeah, I uh, hustle walk over to Callahan. Not like running. I don't want to like, you know, make myself seem more obvious. But I Very important role, real quick. Because you're still power walking. It's a little bit aggressive. I need power you to give walking. me... Did you give me a presence and a con because you are walking, power walking to them? That's what I'm saying, con. I, um, I am going to say presence con, ever. difficulty of two in this instance. Presence con. And if you want it, you do have the one momentum. Oh my goodness, on a walk. Presence con, difficulty two. No focuses. Yeah, I'm gonna. You use don't have the... a focus on walking. <laughs> um, <laughs> silly walking, but not angry walking. <laughs> unfortunately, not gonna lie. If someone puts silly walking as a focus, I would <laughs> find a way to make that a thing. There, there's a start the ministry this for is, it. This yeah. is and the we are my people. Yes. we're now playing West of Loathing. If anyone's ever done that, mm-hmm. nice. I know the type. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Um... I'm not going to use the not momentum. Use okay. If they catch straight me, roll. they catch me. Yeah, for sure. Straight roll. Two days, no focus. All right. Well, that's Hold a success on. with a complication. <sighs> so Lovely. let me ask this. Would you rather fail and have just the one complication, but still a failure? Or would you like to succeed, but there would be two complications? I know, powerful choice. Right. So succeed in warning him? Yes, but there would be two complications because you would be succeeding at a cost, which means another complication mm-hmm. on top of the one you've already rolled. Yes, succeed at cost. Okay. All right, so two complications. So yes, yep. go ahead and deliver your message to Callahan and I'll interrupt as appropriate. So I hustle my way over to him, probably... Um, making some squeaky noises on the floor (laughs) i'm not meaning to make and uh as i get up to him i kind of clear my throat uh commander can i see you for a second yes what is it and as he's you know you pull yourself away from talking to the kozo i uh show you my tricorder i don't really want to speak it out loud as i see this i'm going to turn to them i'm going to look and be like you either can run now or you're going to find out that we will be on the same side as we will fight them together. That's where complication one is going to come in, is that when they first see you two walk away and look at your tricorder, the Kozo that was talking says, look, Starfleet is about to try and intimidate us. Ho, 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 ho. And then you say what you just said, and the larger Kozo just kind of crosses his arms and says, you cannot intimidate us. We lower city are stern type. And that's where complication two is going to come into play because you hear a muffled thump coming from high, high above you. 
And moments later, a drone crash lands into the metal deck plating of the city crawler within, let's say, 20 feet of your location. And then a second, and then a third, and then a fourth. Stops at five, but at this point, the Kozo down here are starting to get a little bit, shall we say, enraged. As they definitely go for their disruptors this time and say, Ha! I knew Starfleet was with Royals. Eliminate them all. And as I hear that, I'm going to go and do one of my focuses, which are one of my values of always rise to the occasion. And then I like to, you know, good rabble rousing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of give a speech. See, we can't even come down here and talk without the Royals trying to attack us. And see okay. how many people hear that and what the reaction to that would be. Yeah, I'm trying to think about how I want to play this because I think combat's still going to happen, especially with that oh, communication sure. from chat. I'm just trying to think of how I want to do this. Um, let's do it on your turn. Let's have that be your action on your turn. And technically, the players go first in all combat. So mm -hmm. if you want that to happen right away, we can certainly work with that. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. So you, I want you to roll me a presence and a security this time, because this time you're dealing with combat scenarios. You're trying to impress upon them that you're all one group. Okay. Um, I am going to make this a difficulty of four once again, and the complication range will remain in 19 to 20. I've been given a combat cookie. <laughs> from the one who... From the one who guaranteed that the combat would happen gave me a combat cookie. Thank you nice. very much. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So a four, I definitely want to take at least one momentum so I can roll three die. Oh, all right. Touch that. Um, definitely. So can I get my focus of the inspiration rabble rousing? I'll give okay. it to you. Yeah. Of course, in the back room, we would just hear just like the South Park episode. Yep. Exactly. All right. Well, there's three there successes. Go. Not the four you need, but also no complications. That's true. That's what I was more worried about. Right. All right. Same offer I gave to Okaya. Do you want to succeed at cost with a complication? Sure. Let's All do right. It. So I now want you to roll me. You know what? I'll do it. You know what? I'll do it because I'm the I'm the GM here. I'll just roll it. Um, <laughs> you don't want to see effects here. There's two effects. So three of the Kozo kind of shout with you and look like they're not going to shoot at you, but two of the Kozo, including the one that you were just talking to definitely sort of move their disruptor away from the drones to kind of be between you and the drones at this point, if you get my meaning. Okay. All right. Now that is your action during combat. But as we all know, you have quick action, which means yep. Vokaya, you can act right away if you'd like to. Excellent. So you said I'm about how far away from a drone? Uh, the drones are about 20 to 30 feet away to, I guess, your stage right. And the Kozo that are part of the Klingon cargo ship dealing workshop, whatever you want to call it, that is stage left. And that is also about 20 to 30 feet away. And I'm kind of in the middle middle of both of them, huh? Correct. Okay. Just curious, with the knowledge that I have of the drones and the knowledge I have of the city, is it possible 
because I don't know if it's impossible. Is it possible since I currently have my tricorder out right now mm-hmm. to put out any sort of disruptive field um, to them? Let's clarify a little bit. Is your aim to completely disable the drones? Is it to outright destroy them via an overload? Thinking more like, um, like um, confuse them or yeah, confuse or short out or um, give different orders. Um, I'm not sure what would be possible knowing like how complicated the, um, the input order system is that they already currently have. I don't right. know if I what could I say, their orders. Yeah, what I would say then is disabling is possible, disrupting is possible, and destroying is possible. So all three are possible, but they all have different difficulties and tasks associated with them. Right, 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 right. And she's trying to think of like the quickest thing to do. Um, did you say... Sh- um, shorting them out was possible yes like a taser almost or disrupting yeah she's gonna try that okay all right so you power stat for you actually daring and engineering um this would qualify as your focus of xeno engineering and your homemade battle max of all focuses, <laughs> of all focuses. um what I would tell you is that the difficulty will be a five. However, you also do have bold engineering. So as long as you give me at least one threat as part of your uh, dice pool here, you do get the chance to reroll a dice if needed. I'm pretty sure I've used my determination. This uh, let me check my notes. But I could probably... Tr- I don't know if I could challenge that was last year. You know what? Yeah, you <laughs> well, know what? That was last year. Everybody, you can have your determination back. You know what? Just fuck it. Have your determination back. Everybody has it. So good. Excellent. Good point. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah. I can't use that excuse again now. Right. No, no. That that was your one. Everybody gets the one. I appreciate you know. using just Gotta wait 12 months. One. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So I'm going to... Um, like I've Volkaya has worked with a lot of bots, a lot of you know building her homemade battle mechs, and she's pretty annoyed with herself that she can't, um, that she's being basically like, um, strong armed by these androids and uh, not controlling them herself, which is what she's used to doing, right? So she's gonna trigger her value, hack the planet, love it, <laughs> right? Love using it. Uh, whoops! Don't close that. So daring engineering, so that'll give me the first two auto successes, right? Correct. And then if you want to roll three dice, uh, you would have to give me a momentum and a threat. If you wanted to roll four dice, again, because the determination counts as a one already rolled as a one, um, you would have to give me uh, at least one threat and what is that, four momentum? Yeah. So probably more like the one momentum and four threat, probably. Yeah. You mean to be successful, huh? Well, to get five dice anyway. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I feel like we're in an extremely threatening situation. And we'll just keep adding to it. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah go I'm ahead gonna, and uh, exactly when you roll, that. go ahead and do your four dice and make sure to tick the box when it says uh, you that you got determination in play. Right. Okay, perfect. 
All right, and that is four successes, but you have bold engineering, so you may re-roll one of those die to get the try and get that last success you need. Which you not only do, we're going to take either way. We can take either one because that's another two, so you get the momentum right back. Whoops. <laughs> um, so, Vokaya, I'm going to let this be your moment. Tell us what happens to the drones. Pretend you have GM powers from one. What happens to the drones as oh you work goodness. on your tricorder? Pressure. Yeah, so she's definitely um, in the zone, um, zoning out Zim, counting, she, almost fading in the background. She can hear Zim counting these washers and bolts uh, beside her as um, she's just like typing away on the tricorder, um, keeping a constant eye on Callahan. It's almost like a, a slow motion moment as uh, you hear the beep of the successful like tricorder kind of algorithm go through. Um, pointing it at these droids and uh, I'm hoping you would see them kind of like start to you know jerk and spark out a little bit um, is uh, I'm hoping right is what I was going for them being disrupted mm -hmm. yeah so yeah you would basically just see them as they're walking towards us um, start to sh short and spark and hopefully um, be disrupted before they even get close as this yeah. happens I want to turn to the other ones and be like, do you still think we are with those droids attacking you? I'm just looking at something on my end. Give me one moment here. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You actually did, uh, did a lot better than I thought you would. So well done. So the drones are going to do kind of like the Star Wars thing. I know mentioning Star Wars in a Star Trek stream. How dare I <laughs> um, sort of do that episode one where they just kind of lose that command signal. So they kind of like, fold in on themselves or fall over or otherwise fall defunct. And when that happens, the Kozo, at least the hostile ones to you all, do stop pointing their disruptors at you and point them at the fallen drones and goes, look, Starfleet has disabled drones. Perhaps they are not with them at all. And then one of the Kozo that is like still in his stall just kind of shouts, you're an idiot. They were never with them to begin with. I mean, we do this every time, you know, some alien arrives on this planet. Why do you got to be an asshole? I am not <laughs> asshole. I am very strong man, independent man. I know what I am doing. Shut up and get back in your stall. Okay. And he shamefully walks back into his stall. <laughs> Meanwhile, if I have Rockette and uh, Lone Squiff here real quick, uh, let's get you guys started. All right. So, what did you guys want to do with the quote-unquote ants uh, while all that was going on? I mean, I'm, I'm happy to follow the Commodore wherever they may want to go. I feel like these ants could take us to at least someone within this uh, renegade group that um, can set up a meeting or something, or give us the lowdown on what is going on, their plans, etc. So yeah. they'll agree to take you to one of the leaders of the resistance. Um, but on the way, is there anything you'd like to do or ask before you arrive? Hmm. Uh, let's see. Roz is mainly going to be keeping an eye out on every everyone around her, what they're doing, you know, the state of things. I know you, you said earlier, but just 
you know, reaffirming that it's continuous, you know, everywhere, uh, but also what Zim was saying about the familyness, togetherness, looking for that, you know, people are helping each other out, lending a hand, and trying to pry the two ants for, you know, any kind of information about, uh, in addition to what we're talking to on the elevator, uh, about the resistance itself, how long has it been going on, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, again, I'm just checking my own notes here. All right. So the resistance has been going on for about 20 years at this point. Um, really, the resistance started when the king rose to power. Apparently, the king was. Um, how do I say this properly? Uh, I believe regicide is the official SAT word where he killed mm. the previous king to get his position. Um, apparently that's actually very common when it comes to the Kozo, if you couldn't already guess, where they're very much a might makes right situation. Um, but pretty much now, real 20... quick. Yes. Uh, was it an, an inter-family killing or was it a left field killing? That's a good question. An acquaintance killing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I've got that in my notes here. Yes, it was actually a rival family of the mm, king at the okay. time. And actually, interestingly enough, now that you've asked the important question, the old family is actually the ones heading the resistance, supposedly. Interesting. Were, were people, the people, happier under this old rule? Why don't you give me a insight and either a con or a security here? Difficulty of three. And if you have anything related to people reading or body language or interrogation, all things that would apply do on I this ever... task. Okay. Um, let's do insight and security. Um, and I do have... I have a negotiation, but I also have espionage. I'll give do you, you espionage. Espionage? Okay. Okay. And then yeah, you've got uh, one momentum by my count. If you want to roll three dice, uh, it's, uh, I I feel like there will be more important things. Well, so. just remember, it is a difficulty of three, <laughs> so you would have to crit on one of the die in order to succeed here. Oh, geez, yeah. We're also not fighting robots, though. Um, I'm. D uh, I feel like it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Here we go. All right. That's it only was, one success. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say with only one success, I can't even offer you a succeed at cost. Cause that would be two complications, which is just not what you need right now. So no. I'm going to say the answer is, well, long story short, um, <laughs> you don't get what grumble. you're after. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, though. Mm -hmm. um, although you had said the, would you, did you say it was like twenty years ago that they twenty years ago mm -hmm. the regicide occurred? Mm -hmm. um, well, the one of the ants had said the uh, sending to the mine out back uh, has been going on longer than that, so I can probably assume Com Commodore, I would imagine that uh, this they probably weren't super thrilled before, but there might be some some more mm, politicking going on. 
the people being used, as it were. Yeah, something Zem had mentioned in the elevator, I wanted to touch touch on with them as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's basically uh, regarding non-Kozo here on Kozo Prime. Okay. Um, just just kind of get a feel how often does that happen? Is there been lots of different races or maybe just the, um, since we've seen Klingon technology, have there been Klingons here? Yes. And in fact, the instant you ask the question, they kind of look at one another and they have what appears to be a silent conversation. But one of them does admit, yes, we are um, well stalked by the Klingons. They usually are able to come in cloaked and offload their wares without anyone above pointing at the royal city. Any the wiser, but um, you would be the first non-Klingon that many Kozo have ever seen. And what do these benevolent Klingons get in exchange? Well, for one, uh, they claim that uh, should our attempts at overthrowing the king be successful, they will welcome us within to the Empire. Uh, They've also said that if we are able to stabilize the situation, that they may provide some of their medical technology with us. And as a small reminder, since it has been months at this point, um, one of the initial things you heard about back on Choa Station when all this started happening was that medical concerns were, well, a big concern Mm -hmm. for the resistance. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not sure as how much Klingon medical assistance will help Kozo Prime unless there are plans to send everyone to Stovacor. Let's 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 meet with these leaders. <laughs> so you two are led into what appears to be a again, I'm using this as a euphemism, please don't take this the wrong way. A den of sorts, if you get my meaning where it's very sketch, it's very dark. You wouldn't go in on, on it if you weren't being escorted. You hey, go into this den. Love dens. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lion's den. Yeah. <laughs> so you go into this den, and actually the exterior does not match the interior. Where, yeah, there's like a corridor you walk through that's still super sketch, and you're trying to think, how the hell am I going to get out of here alive? But then you turn the corner, and it is night and day difference where... It's not quite as opulent as the royal part of the city above, but it is definitely a higher class, a higher clean standard. This is royal light, I guess is a good way to put it. And it's not a throne room per se, but there definitely is a series of cushions and chairs where well-to-do Kozo are currently seated and having conversations Um, But as you all walk in, led by the ants, the ants, you know, quickly get everybody's attention and say, uh, this would be the Starfleet delegation that the king brought to us for some reason. And one of the Kozo, as you start to get a good look at them, you've seen this Kozo before. In fact, they've been on your station for the past however many months. The spitting image of Princess Aiko stands up and says... Well, on behalf of the rightful ruling party of Kozo Prime, perhaps we can do some business. And that's where we're going to go and take our five to ten minute break. We'll be back shortly, everybody. 
Stick around. All right, and welcome back to part two of some session of Star Trek Adventures Show A Station. If you're just joining us, well, part of the party has dealt with a uh, robot incursion and maybe gotten themselves in the good graces of some local Kozo. But uh, perhaps most important of all, (laughs) yeah, perhaps most important of all, uh, Taraz and Shashista have been brought face to face with the spitting image of Princess Saeko, who they last saw uh, upstairs, quote unquote, in the royal part of the city with the king. And again, as you're looking at this doppelganger, this twin, whatever you think to call them at this point, they are completely the same. Their facial expressions, you know, when you've seen Princess Saeko mad, you sort of see that her eye twitches a little bit and she kind of has that like, small dimple on her left cheek, like everything down to the minute details is exactly the same. And Princess Aiko, or I guess an Aiko, God, that's a mouthful. Um, Let's just call her Aiko 2. I think that's probably going to be the easiest. (laughs) Uh, Aiko 2 just kind of looks at you and looks you up and down and says, well, I do believe that at least my clone has impeccable taste if she's hanging around with you two. I'm sorry, clone? Well, yes. uh, Part of the, um, overthrowing process, as it were. The king saw fit to not only kill most of my family, but as a sort of a main fuck you, he decided to, uh, well, clone me and pretend I was his daughter. It's... Honestly, I think it's quite fucked up, but um, not much I could do about it at the time. Have... Well, that is indeed a huge middle finger, I would imagine. Um, Have you made contact with this clone? No. Well, not in any way that she would know anyway. And what way would she not know? Well, I do believe you are familiar with that station you keep in your office, yes? Station? Ah, the the model, I think it's called. Uh, Look over at Shishia. Do I have models in my office? I have some starships in my office. Uh, Yes, no, uh, the Commodore... Some of them are pre-warp, you know... The Commodore has not been one known for keeping models. Mm. Then, um, since we're talking about models that you don't have, then perhaps they these theoretical models may not have come from a certain Ferengi couple, as it were. Or were they brothers? I, I never learned the difference between the Ferengi culture, whatever they call themselves. A couple of idiots. <laughs> Personally, well, so you're familiar I with just... them then. Personally, I just call them trouble. Off off note, can we please just start calling them a couple and watching how angry they'll get? (laughs) (laughs) 
But yes, long story short, uh, let's just say that part of the reason you have, or I guess you don't have, again, quotes, air quotes, the reason you don't have the model is because I may have arranged for it to be put there so I could keep an eye on a certain clone. Hmm. To what end? Well, I had to make sure that she wasn't making inroads with Starfleet to come back and ruin my parade. Which, actually, I find quite interesting that not only has she joined Starfleet, that um, she's doing everything that I would do, at least in terms of giving her quote-unquote father the middle finger. Hmm, well, you know what they say about the apple and the tree. Mm, I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. Hmm. But I suppose this now brings us to what do we do now that you're here? I'm certainly by now that you've seen or at least heard of what goes on here in the lower cities. And what I can tell you is that it is replicated across all of the large moving cities where the upper crust of nobles are fit to, well, suck on their fat or whatever the expression is in your language, where the lower part of the city is where the real populace is, where the real culture is, where the true Kozo live. And, well, to put it plainly, the Kozo haven't lived in quite a long time. Hmm. And things were somehow different when your family was in charge? Oh, I'm not going to pretend to blow smoke up your ass and tell you that, you know, things weren't difficult. But it definitely was, how would you say, less enforceful than the current king? What if I were to share that uh, there is some word on the street that there have been these royalty-sanctioned abductions for far longer than the current ruling classes in power? Well, that actually would not surprise me, as there is this sort of contingent of... I guess you would call them secret police, where they don't necessarily report directly to the ruling party, but they do have sort of a um, mind of their own. But not quite. It's, it's a very complicated situation. Well, I just find it would be rather unfortunate for the people if they were to exchange one ruling family for another that would do the same that um that is quite the valid concern that you have however and uh she points at one of your communicators i do believe you are getting a call if i remember that beep pattern correctly heard it before have you mm. again the model you don't have has been there for quite a while well, i guess hasn't been there this is all very confusing can we just say that you have the model in your office and be done with it which you i guess say as you I, guess, I guess are we getting a call Yes, you are, and it's actually Vokaya and Callahan reporting in that what just happened. <laughs> Commodore, pick up. <laughs> the one time this is important that I'm calling. <laughs> All right, she'll pull out her communicator. Make him wait. <laughs> no, she's going she's gonna to pull out her communicator and, you know, Basically, put it on speakerphone, but she's not going to directly answer. Okay. And she'll say, so tell me, Aiko, 
I'm, I'm assuming that's your name as well. Well, no, mine is a um, different arrangement of letters. You may call me Kaeko. I see. Is that your so, name, or is that just the arrangement of letters you've decided on for now? Yes. So you don't answer your communicator. And when you do, you tell me there's the princess, but with a different name. Oh, you he need sounds to work fun. on your etiquette. Stand by, Callahan. So I've let, been let me, standing let by. Me ask, let me ask you this, former princess. <laughs> Was it you who sanctioned the attack on the king this morning, sending a small child in to shoot his picture? She smiles, but does not give you a verbal answer. And with that, she's kind of watching her and, and just, just with still eyes on her. Go ahead, Kellyanne. I think we set a new record of being attacked in a new place. Well, the day is young. But on the positive note, I might have made, I might have made quote unquote friends with someone in a Klingon uniform. So today's gotten weird. It was great when he makes new friends. By the that way, she, she says, same as I. I assume they are not Klingon? No, they're Kozo. Wearing Klingon uniforms. So they're Kozon? Boo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Vakayo did awesome. She just... Of course. She just basically turned them off with her... Uh, with her fun doakies, she's great. We're learning more stuff. Don't worry, Callahan. I appreciate you too. Cool. Now, are you going to tell me what's going on with the actual princesses there? I'll get back to you in a minute. And she'll just close the connection. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, what what is going here on here, former princess? Well, um, I was kind of hoping you would have left them on the call because if they were attacked by drones, that means the secret police that I just told you about are trying to zero in on my location. So that's concerning. But um, if they were also able to disable the drones, then I believe there is an opportunity here that can make, well, at least you and I happy. It's not going to make the king happy, but... Um, we can do this without um, bloodshed, I believe is a good way to put it. And what is it we are doing? And she'll kind of gesture between her and she. she. Well, it's not specifically you two. I think it's the one that um, that Vokaya individual they spoke of. Um, you could conceivably implant a program into the drones that would... Um, not send the nobles into the mines, but would round them up for a holiday, as it were. Commodore, I... And, and this would be kind of leaning close and trying to make it to where uh, this, this newest princess doesn't really hear as much. Mm -hmm. Commodore, I must remind you that this would definitively go against everything we stand for at the Federation. Well, I believe we've seen everything we need to see. So, 
I should probably go round up the rest of my crew. Very well. I will have one of my um, entourage see that you reunite shortly. Will I take this to mean that you are not going to be providing direct assistance? We will not be choosing sides at the moment, no. Hmm. Well, even though you are not choosing sides, what I will tell you is that you are always welcome here in the lower city, so long as I rule over it. And um, I leave it to you whether or not to tell the princess, my doppelganger, whether or not I exist. Princess 2, uh, is there a way that we may uh, contact you should we need? I think you'll find that a certain calm frequency is buried within that model that you totally have in your office. I've decided it's in your office now, even if it's not. There is a calm frequency embedded into it. You'll find it on a data chip within the lower engineering part of your station. That, that, you're that, that sort of like pylon underneath the main part of your station that kind of glows red with the slots. I may be aware of something like that. Good. Well, if you push the second slot from the left, a little data chip will pop out of it. Hmm. Duly noted. Thank you. So I was just kind of typing all this on a pad because she's like... Very well, then. Perhaps we should be seen leaving with a different escort than when we came in with. And you actually look around, the two ants you came in with, they're gone. They're long gone. So yeah, you do get new escorts. Now, the question before you fully reunite, I'm going to go back to Callahan and Vokaya. You two are still dealing with the aftermath. I mean, you okay. just got off the phone call, obviously. But what would you guys like to do before, if anything, before you reunite with the rest of the party? I would like to talk to that one store dealer who kind of backed us up. Okay. To say who was that dealer what were like what are they doing just different things like that okay so uh i actually have a name for him somewhere i just gotta find it on my list here yes uh so his name is mazuk m-a-z-u-k and mazuk uh kind of looks down at you and goes well uh i mean i i don't know what to tell you i mean it's kind of a shit show down here at times, but also it's kind of nice. You know, everybody works together. You know, the Klingons kind of give us technology that the Royals aren't. So we get along best we can. But uh, if I got to be honest, I, I don't really I don't really think what happens to us in the main cities is the issue. I think, you know, the, the small crawlers are where the problem is, where the hangers on of society, the ones that can't afford to be living in a city. Those are the ones that are kind of on the, the outskirts here, the ones that are truly in need of help what why are those so much worse and he actually points over the horizon and you would have to actually walk out about a kilometer or so and then look down uh to see the small little moving cities that are dwarfed by this larger one um but he kind of points and says again you know anybody who doesn't fit in the royal's view of what is acceptable here uh, they are cast out. They are banned from all main moving cities. Not just this one. All of them. Like, what do they have to do to be banned? Like, well, I believe you may have fit? heard the expression of being sent to a mine. Yes. Well, something similar. 
so not quite as bad as a mine. At least they're mm, not. Depends on your definition of fine, but yes. I mean, we were under the impression that sent to the mine is as good as dead. At least they're alive. Well, if you have the time, I wouldn't recommend it. But I think if you were to go to one of these hangers on, you would find out that they are not doing as well as one would think. Again, it may look like we have this city under control and that we're all working together. But imagine this more cramped, less space and generally uh, an attitude of distrust and anger. Do you believe a regime change would help those people? Well, I mean, that's what they tell us. And, uh, I mean, the Klingons also said that they were going to help. And I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I believe. Say, I don't care what people are telling you. I want to know what you think and what other people here think. Not what you're told. What do you actually think? Well, I mean, as I said, I mean, I believe, if only for the chance that it offers. Um, you know, if, if we can't believe in something, then what's the point? Yeah. I agree. And legally speaking, I'm not really allowed to take a side in this, but completely off the record, I want to do everything I can to help because this isn't right. And, uh, you know, he smiles, but then he looks at Vokai and says, well, uh, off the record then, if uh, that program you use to do that, and he points to the disabled drones, if that just happened to somehow appear in my wares or on this data pad and he holds up a data pad, then uh, let's just say that it would uh, go a long way to at least around here at the very least going to show that it's not just the Klingons who uh, are looking out for the little guy. I like look over at Callahan. Like <laughs> do it. <laughs> and uh, I just kind of like, you know, t- tap the transfer on the tricorder to his data pad. Okay. While 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 asking him, um, I'm assuming from what you've said, this means that those smaller, lower cities have a harder time keeping up, staying in the light. That is correct. Yes. In it's fact, it is. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna say it's it, like it's a cast down s- system. You're saying like the there's a lot of um, um, what infighting in there. Yes, it is very much a. Again, might meets right, a survival of the fittest, where if you can't fight for the scraps that fall from the bigger cities, then you are, well, to turn a phrase, you are ground into dust beneath the treads of the moving cities. As if constantly moving wasn't hard enough. Exactly. Now, very important question, and out of character, Vokaya. The program you ran, it just disabled the drones. Yeah. But because I have a complication from chat, right? Would you include any of your personal touches to this? A, aka the Vokaya touch, as it were, where conceivably, and again, this is going to use a programming reference. Um, instead of it being <laughs> Stack Overflow, maybe this is more a GitHub situation. Basically, are you giving them the open source version of your code or are you just giving them the quote unquote end executable? Like not even not even meta back gaming. Like I think like her experience with messing with bots, the fact that we had these like similar bots back on 
uh, access to them previously and I was messing around with them, mm-hmm. I think I would have given them the full, full code. what they needed. All right, then uh, I'm going to say that counts as the complication because you've done it for me. Thank you. Um, so, of course, you know, the uh, Kozo kind of looks at the pad and he goes, well, ain't that something? Well, uh, I don't know where I got this program from, but uh, I'm sure it'll not come in handy in the future. I'm going to look to Zim and be like, Zim, this is why you share your toys. Oh, oh, does that mean I'm going to get another camera? And say, you'll get an even better one on this on the space station. Okay, now do I follow you or you were yelling at the tall lady with the pointed ears earlier. Are you going to meet up with him now or what, what, what do I do? Yes, mean? yes, we all work together. We're all uh, on the same command staff of the space station. Oh. Oh, you know what? That didn't actually occur to me until just now. That's that's actually really cool. Um, so again, I asked, do I follow you now, or how does this work? Are you going to take follow me to the station now, or once we're done with that, stay close to me. Okay. And if anyone other than I'm going to just went to Taraz, uh, Shishista, Vakai, or myself tells you anything, just stay close to us. Okay, I can do that. Cool. Um before we like wrap up or like wrap up this part or as we're walking away i kind of she would like side note to callahan and be like sir like do you think that rode the line of at all of like passing technology off since it was technically their code but we had messed with it i'm gonna laugh and like i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) yes sir you should just keep walking and i'm going to look to the shopkeeper and be like this child was made an orphan by the miners. The Starfleet also wants to show that we care for the little guys. Oh, uh, make sure he gets three meals a day and tell him that he needs to take his medicine at 6 p.m. every day, even though he protests otherwise. You weren't supposed to tell them yet, Uncle. I can take my medicine just fine. No, you can't, Zim. You always cheat your way out of it. Okay, fine. I'll stop cheating my way out of it if it means I can be on a space station. Are we adopting this child? Yes, I am taking this child. He is oh, mine. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right. Straight out taking. All right. Yes. Do, do we need paperwork? <laughs> He's an orphan. Who's going to sign off on it? He's an orphan who attempted to assassinate a king. <laughs> I don't think there's any paperwork that needs to be well, done here. I <laughs> so I just, I don't know why this occurred to me, but do you all remember that one episode of Enterprise where T'Pol is getting sold off by the Orions and the Orion is just like picking T'Pol up under the under the armpits and is just showing her off? Like that's what I'm imagining you doing with Zim where you're like, this one is mine now. There are many like him, but this one is mine. Blamed. <laughs> also, keeping in mind that he's almost as tall might understand just just about okay mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this <is> fine. <laughs> i also thought it'd be very handy to have another kozo around because we seem to have a lot of problems yes. happening on the station mm-hmm. so while shishi and taraz are on our on our way back i i, I would open the call with Callahan. call him back as it were mm-hmm. <laughs> I will pick it up. It's about time. You could explain yourself for what just happened. No. Well, then no, click. <laughs> but. Oh, I definitely hung up on you. I was <laughs> dealing with that. <laughs> that is not the answer I wanted. <laughs> 
rude. I'll go through my contacts. Mokaya. <laughs> yes, yes, Commodore. Mokaya, meet us back at the ship. Yes, sir. On our way. So, long story short, you guys arrive at the cargo vessel that you brought on your way out here. Um, the princess is not there. Princess Aiko is not there when you arrive. Um, but your vessel does appear to be in a little bit better shape. Obviously, Vokai, you would have preferred if you had done the work or at least supervised the work. But she's at least spaceworthy. She'll get you conceivably back to the station. Definitely want Vokaya going over it. Okay. Fine tooth call. All right, Vokaya, yeah, I need you to roll me bad. a insight engineering difficulty of three. Uh, based on chat, you guys have two momentum at the moment. In fact, can Taraz help her with it? If you tell me how. Let's see what. Can I help? Because I do have a focus in small craft. I feel like I'd be a little more equipped. You know what? I'll oh, give it to you, Callahan. Too. Yeah, I was going to say. Callahan, you also can give me an inside engineering. Delegates. I mean, that is your power as Commodore Captain to delegate, so, you know. <laughs> um, I'll use a uh, momentum for third dice. Okay. You said difficulty... Three. Three. So, when I'm assisting, I cannot use a focus, correct? You can use a focus. You just, just can only roll the one die. Okay, cool. I wanted to make sure. Well, Vokaya's already got you your three, so all right, you get the momentum right back. Very nice. All right. So, Vokaya and Callahan, I can, with 100% certainty, say that there are no bombs on this vessel. There are no, shall we say, faulty coolant pipes or conduits. Trackers? There are no trackers either. Um in fact, it literally just looks like the workers did the bare minimum to help you get back to the station. They did not add anything else. Worth checking. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> is it this time that Taraz, as you're supervising and delegating, you get a chirp on your communicator. And you would see that it is coming from the Princess Aiko you know. It's coming from A1. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks, us is here. So this is Taraz, and you don't actually hear the princess's voice. In fact, you hear the king's voice, and King Teshiko says, "Well, I don't know what game you Starfleet people are playing, but I'm going to assume that the." Armies of drones that are currently ransacking through the royal part of the city are your doing. So I'm going to make something very clear here. I have something you want. You have something I want. If you want her back, you're going to call off these drones and get the hell back to the station. I don't even know why I brought you here to begin with. What army of drones are you talking about? And again, you don't really have like a hollow display or anything, but right. you just kind of you hear the communicator being turned around and you hear just the clanking and clacking of drones that are either fighting people or are making drone like noises, which sounds weird to say, but <laughs> you know <laughs> drone esque noises. Yes. Drone are noises your, intensify. Are your bodyguards turning on you again? 
They are indeed, and I do not appreciate being fooled twice. <laughs> the same security bots that attacked you on our station? Either you're very dumb or you're playing a game, and I don't care to find out which. I, again, will tell you that if you want the princess back, you're going to do everything I say and more. Or I could just be, let, I could let the people know that the real princess is down in the lower city and you've been hiding her away all this time. Fermenting an uprising that you could take advantage of. All right, Taraz, pivotal <laughs> moment of the night. Yeah. I need you to give me a presence command. This is a difficulty of five. Is that the good? The complication range, full 16 to 20. <laughs> now, let's take a look at your sheet because I want to have you set up to success here, or at least have a chance of success. You have negotiation as a focus yeah. that will apply. You do have determination back because it's a new year and I'm a nice GM. <laughs> you also tend to have the veteran. Uh, thing. So, what you can do, and I'm only going to tell you this because, again, I want you to set up to succeed. If you use determination to get the two free successes to start with, and for whatever reason you need a reroll, you do have veteran, which you can use to try and get your determination right back, which you could then spend for the reroll. But again, difficulty five, 16 to 20 complication, you have two momentum, a hope and a prayer. Yeah. Makaya, get the motor running. Prayers and thoughts, for sure. <laughs> All right. So. Engine started. Yeah. <laughs> See, no focus. Get inside right now. <laughs> we'll do. I think this is not really a bluff, but kind of sort of. I mean, the Commodore is not saying anything that's not true. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not really a bluff. So she wish Taraz would do this. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to figure which of her values here would come into play. Um, I kind of like that last one, never late with a slots dinner. I mean, that's yeah. just speaking to me for some reason. All right. Well, I could tap that. Mm -hmm. Use the focus. You can do it, Commodore. And two momentum and one threat. Two momentum, three threat for four dice. Include or it's make sure to do okay. the determination. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to. I want to do that to go for broke. Is that all right with everybody? Go for broke. Mm -hmm. This is a go yeah, for no. broke scenario. Do it. <laughs> It'd be easier for the king just to, hand, to give her back. <laughs> okay, so using determination values, yes. So the number of dice is at five, or is it just three? I believe you put it at four, um, and then it'll automatically include the determination die. Okay. There we go. All right. And it did. That is a grand total of seven successes, meaning you get your two momentum right back. And you didn't get a complication. Yeah, that's like, that's solid. No complications. Oh, roll of the night. Good job. Yeah, very Yo. important roll. So, I need, so that was two overflow successes. Yes, so you got your two momentum back. Now, what I would wow. tell you is you could immediately spend that two momentum to make an advantage. 
exactly what I'm thinking. Do it. I I mean I would go. For, I, I would go for it. What? what <clears throat> you got your back. I, I kind of want to see how, how the king is going to react first, but the advantage I'm thinking of. Well, I guess that was the role. So, well, let me say this: is I'm going to throw you guys a bone here. If you want to make the advantage that the king is not in a shielded area, you could just use the freighter's transporter to get Aiko out of there. Yes. We've not transported that, anybody yet. Yeah, <laughs> Let's do it. That, we need we need to transport. That that's exactly what I was hoping to do anyway with her. I just want to see if she was going to be released first. <laughs> so, what is it you say specifically to the king to sort of kick all this off? It, ba- basically, a little bit of blackmail. Okay. Is, is how, how this is going to go. <laughs> so the king listens to you basically lay out, hey, we know this about you. We know that you've got that whole clone thing going on. That's weird and creepy, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and the king, I guess you would call it blustering, where he goes, I never, I never thought anyone would find out about this. How did you find, you must have met, is she still, she must be still alive. None your business. How about for an advantage? So, yeah, advantage beam. Yeah, definitely beam her out. There is one other thing that I really want to do here. Sure, what you got? Just tell me how this can happen. Mm -hmm. Since we have a certain prince who's after Aiko. You do have Prince Sutain, which you may or may not have blown up before, yes. And he may have team rocketed away. Uh huh. Continue. We know he's still around. And we happen to have found a replacement Aiko. Are you going to hook up Zutane with the real we're princess? We're going to let Aiko? him know that the real princess that, you know, we're going to take ours and we're not going to let him know that she's leaving with us, but we're going to let him know that the princess is actually down here in the lower city leading the resistance. So maybe he'll help out with that to show his love. I mean, I like all the parts of this plan. I'm happy to, I'm, you know what? It's done, 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 instantly done. So good. I love it. Love it. <laughs> But uh, long story short, the king does go off on a tangent and blustering and foaming at the mouth, yada, 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 until one of you actually pushes the transport button and beams the princess to safety. And I say as we do this, as we're on our way off this planet, Mm -hmm. because we're not dealing with the consequences of being here when that happens. All right. So... We're going to skip ahead about an hour away from Kozo Prime. So you're about two hours out from the station. And it's at this point that Vokaya, Callahan, Shishista, Taraz, you've had a chance to properly compare notes. And I would just like to point out that the inevitable conclusion all of you would come to is that someone messed with the drones again. And somebody may have had a hand in that. Somebody on this very vessel. You mean when he was holding up like the angry drone noises? <laughs> yeah, maybe, so. yes. maybe that's something that happened <laughs> off the record is to blame. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> Callahan, Bokaya. Is there anything you'd like to tell me? We have many allies in the lower city now. Do we now? Yes. And why far is that? Mo- far more than apparently meeting the leader of the resistance. Um, 
helping out the people that are in dire trouble. Isn't that what we're supposed to do as the Federation? There are limits though, Commander, as to what we can do. That is true. And officially we did nothing. You realize if any of this comes back to us, it's going to create an incident. Pretty sure we've already created an incident. If it was a simple matter of <coughs> Lokaya handing over the basic code, I may have looked the other way. But now that the code has been let out, there's no telling what it could turn into. And that could come back to threaten us at the station. And I know you only were talking to, I can only guess people sitting on cushions, but if you had seen the rest of the lower city, no one will sell us out. They do dealing with Klingon cloaked ships for supplies. They yes, don't man. want to give up the, their business to those who would hurt them. They are desperate. They want to have a better life. If we did or didn't do anything, all it can be seen is us helping those who need help. And if you want to hang me for that, Commodore, go right ahead. And do not look at Vokaya. I told her to do it. I could say I was under order, sir. But having you... faced a rebellion myself on my own home planet, it's very hard to turn, turn away from what we saw on the lower levels. We witness those who would use children to do that. That's how desperate they are. I do not condone their methods, but no one does that if they are not desperate. We found out that they were losing 50,000 on just that giant ship we were on. And we found out that those who are not as unfortunate to do that get sent to somewhere even worse. I don't care what the protocol says. I don't care what those fools who think they can make rules say. These are real people in real trouble. This is something we had to do. Well, I understand your passion, Callahan. It was not a logical solution. And sometimes, Desperation leads to disaster. And if Starfleet has had a hand in a disaster or civil war on Kozo Prime, we will all have to answer for that. There's been a civil war for years there, whether they want to call it that or not. It has. Also, if we do anything that allows Kozo Prime to fall in the hand of the Klingon Empire, we'd also be in serious trouble. You want, yes. you want the that Klingon is... Empire that close to the station? This was the Federation protecting its interests as well. I can play yes, this game that... too, Commodore. There's a reason I'm still a commander. I know yes, how to play this game. I'll be looking into as well. If anything, I was trying to help us 
gain proper uh, allegiances while keeping the Klingons at bay. Mm-hmm. And we have proof that the Klingons were doing things on our station. If you want to say something that this was in retrospect to that, we can do that as well. There are ways to do about this. Now, out of character for a minute, L, there, mm. there was something about the Klingon code or something we found on the station, right, as well? Yeah, basically it was the uh, Klingon equivalent of going to Wikipedia or Stack Overflow and copy-pasting the uh, most upvoted answer, which actually is a tried and tested method of programming, but that's neither here nor there. So we've seen no evidence of, like, current Klingons. They say they're being traded with currently. Correct. But everything Everything that you're saying is outdated. Now, what I would say is that just because it's outdated doesn't mean it's still not Klingons. Yeah, currently traded. I mean, the fact that they said it was coming in by cloak ship gives me very high confidence that it's actually Klingons doing it. Totally. If not for that, I would have said potentially... Maybe uh, somebody was scrapping some of their old stuff. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. And like, we know the protocols, Commodore. We can make this scene in response to any Klingons or anything else. Unless you want to go and just sell me out to dry, go right ahead. I would say we were, you know, under, to say the least, some duress being attacked by these bots. Who knows what happens when I transmitted uh, the code to shut them down. Yes. Bakaya did her best to defend us and the locals on the secret police bots. Who's to say what sort of happened if someone had any interceptor going on? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Where's your logic in that? That will be all, Commander. Your nose. No, it won't be all. Go to your room. <laughs> you accused me of treason in front of everyone. We're, we're, this we're is not just like the other side. <laughs> I just again, I want to make clear you that you guys no know dessert. that this this is a fail. This is a very small freighter. Like your options of rooms are either the cockpit or the back of the back of the freighter, where you're just sitting there with cargo just, containers. Just face the wall and don't look at each other. <laughs> Oh, I have this cool what's, uh, hat for what's you. Zim doing during all <laughs> well, this? Well, that's that's what I say. That's how we're going to end this on a slightly positive note. Before I drop the bombshell, that's the cliffhanger. Is uh, Princess Aeko says, um, "If you're done playing, who has the bigger dick? Um, what do we do with this one?" Hey, this is really cool. I've never been on an alien ship before. This is like really cool. And I want to know what that does and that does. And oh, I bet you this thing has like a thousand rivets. In fact, I'm going to start counting them. One, two. <laughs> Please tell me I can throw him out the nearest airlock. Yeah, Zim, why don't you sit in this seat right here? Here's the joystick. <laughs> and um, actually, it's about that time that you guys do get a beep on the communication <laughs> channel uh, coming from Showa Station. And the message is text only, and it says that the station has fallen under attack. And that's where we're going to end on tonight's session, because we got to have a cliffhanger. But yeah, um, what did you guys think? Like, I was wondering if I should push you guys to do this sort of like, how do I say this? Like, I didn't want to push you guys towards doing a civil war, but it just sort of ended up that way that you guys led it to one. But I want to get your feedback on that because I don't want it to be something where you guys felt railroaded into that scenario, if that makes any sense. Well, I don't 
think just from what we know of Starfleet and their mm-hmm. rules, quote unquote, um, I I don't think there's really anything we could have done or anticipated doing that would like they're they're we've all seen the king. He's not gonna change mm-hmm. shit, you know, and like when they're knowing that not interested right um the biggest thing i think is just like how to to delicately work our way around the situation and not leave boot prints Mm -hmm. um but also hopefully keep an eye so that when the former family takes back over they're not all so shitty question mark (laughs) And no, that was that was again what I was trying to go for, where it was supposed to be a gray area where helping one mm-hmm. side or the other, there wasn't a clear choice there. So yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I but do no. have to go. I'm like, if I meet that person again, I need to tell them if we're going you're gonna use the stuff we give you, please wait till we're gone. Before <laughs> that was the complication. You could thank Chat for that actually. Chat was the one that gave yeah. me the complication where I'm like, <laughs> well, it's there. That was my wife too. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Nice. I I did love that bit with the king calling because Taraz didn't know what was going on there. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was like. Well, they're attacking you again. I don't know. <laughs> I definitely oh, Vokoya definitely would not have given the code if not ordered. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. And that was another thing. There was another complication to play where, you know, again, I think even if you had said something along the lines of, oh, I don't transmit the full code, I think they would have scraped it somehow. So I think it's interesting. Like, we're in a very interesting scenario where there's arguments for court martials, there's arguments for, you know, reprimands and all that. But that's what makes this game fun is these little (laughs) moments of interpersonal conflict, in my opinion. Do I get to grandstand in front of a tribunal? Fun. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you guys want to do a court martial, I'd rather uh, not be court martialed. Um, <laughs> I have to start making impassioned speeches. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's Tell always. Gonna be, I'm gonna count to three. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I see she's. I see Shizno in chat. Maybe we'll talk with Shizno. We'll get him to come play prosecutor or some nonsense. He loves doing prosecution. <laughs> Um, but no, you know, it sounds like everybody had a fun time. That's really what I care about at the end of the day. Um, so I'm not going to say that next week we're back on a regular schedule, but knock on wood, hopefully we'll have the season, not series. We'll have the season finale of show a station next week, and then we'll take a week off maybe, uh, depending on scheduling. And then we'll be back for season two in the latter part of the week or latter part of the month. But, uh, until that time, uh, Twitch stick around cause we're going to raise somebody, but YouTube, Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you later. Bye, YouTube.